to the Cordell and Cordell Men's Divorce video and podcast series regarding COVID-19 and how it's affecting guys before, during, and after divorce. As you know, we, we bring you the latest information from around the country where we have Cordell and Cordell attorneys join us uh, to bring us kind of boots on the ground and information and give us some tips and some talking points so that guys can get to their attorney and uh, find out what they need to do. And as you know, we always try to answer the questions of what can I do, what should I do, and what must I do. And today is really no different. We're joined by Rosario out in San Diego, California. Welcome, Rosario. Thank you. So before we get started, as I always do in my podcast, is to disclaim and to, you know, I'm only licensed in Missouri, Illinois, and Georgia. Rosario is only licensed in California. So don't take this as legal advice. It is not intended and it should not be that. It is really educational, informational. We want you to take this information, go to your attorney, and to, to create some speaking points and talking points so that you can kind of put yourself in a great position to achieve your goals. So with that, uh, Rosario, you know, I guess, you know, in COVID, you know, it changes every day. You know, some of the states are starting to open up uh, slowly in phases, as we've seen in Texas. Uh, I think that we have Michigan starting, Tennessee and Georgia. Um, tell us really kind of from the beginning for, for people listening out there right now, what are the status of the courts in California generally, and particularly in San Diego? So the status of most courts in Southern California is that they're closed. Right now, we cannot file um, anything unless it's an emergency restraining order. Mm -hmm. However, some jurisdictions are allowing you to file settlement agreements that are signed by a private judge. And that's actually what I wanted to talk a little more about today, especially since a lot of people are being, feeling frustrated, like they can't move their case forward. Well, this is the perfect opportunity to sort of reassess your goals, see what is the most important to you, what you are willing to sort of pass on so that you can continue to move your case forward. And when you do reassess your goals, it's important to consider that a case that may have had an April hearing date is being pushed to September because of the current court backlog. So um, in the interest of a sooner resolution, it's important for you to think about what's important to you and speak with your attorney based on that to update your plan action as to what's available right now. So that's so, the main- Yeah, let me ask you as you talk about that, Rosario, because in terms of not filing anything, if there's guys out there listening and they're, they hadn't had a chance to file for divorce, uh, and then COVID hit, and is there an opportunity for them now uh, to begin negotiating with their spouse, hire a lawyer, maybe she has a lawyer, try to get a stipulation, a settlement, and then perhaps even file that and get that approved, or, or should they either way just start that process? Either way, I'm recommending to start the process, and even if you have not filed for divorce yet, which is true of many of the clients that are currently still retaining, you can still negotiate with opposing counsel to move your case forward. You can still register for a private mediation. And if you do reach an agreement in that private mediation, you can file that with the court even in its current state. Because courts, like I said, even closed courts that are not accepting any filings for requests for orders or for support orders or custody are accepting stipulations that are signed by a private judge. And I do want to go into what mediations are available right now, because traditionally a mediation involves 
you with your attorney, the other party with their attorney, and that private judge. Right now, a lot of virtual mediations are available as well using a technology that's a little bit different from Zoom, but a similar format where you video conference in, you can have a private room with the settlement judge to discuss your specific issues with the judge in privacy so that it's not necessarily a, a conference where everyone can hear everything that you're saying. You also have private chat rooms available during that mediation. And if you are able to reach an agreement during those virtual mediations at this time, you can still file that with the court and it will become a valid court order even now. Judges will still sign that. So, you know, there's a guy listening right now, I can imagine he's thinking, okay, I want to start this process just like Rosario said. Um, first things first, hire a lawyer, meet with a lawyer, and kind of, I guess, talk about what guys should be thinking about in terms of goals, especially with the courts closed. I mean, I imagine in, in, as I'm thinking through this, it perhaps changes what I may be willing to settle for uh, under the circumstances rather than waiting just because I, the, the imagined backlog of filings that is just, Texas was one of those states that, uh, and New York that prohibited some filing. And I just, the crush of uh, the rush to filing is going to delay these. I know in Missouri, we're thinking it could take two years to get through uh, the system. So I imagine that's something you're going to recommend guys start talking about their goals. Yes. So even if you already started this process, we have multiple clients that had hearings in March, in April, in May, and those are being pushed to August, September. Some haven't even been continued yet. We have uh, dates that have already passed where their hearing was not able to be heard because of the lack of judges. So we don't even know when that will be resolved. That is a really important thing to consider when reassessing your goals because what seems like a support resolution would come at the end of April to keep living in the midst of your divorce for six months to a year longer or even to two years longer is something you really need to consider when assessing what is most important to you. You can say, you know, with division of assets, this asset was very important to me. However, if you consider not being able to resolve this until next year because of the current crisis that's happening, then something else may be more important to you than that now. And it's important, yeah. like I said, to just talk to your attorney, make sure that your goals are clearly um, spoken for your attorney so that your attorney can then assess what's possible in your particular jurisdiction. Because we cover many jurisdictions here, and I know of two that are accepting private judge stipulations. Others, even if you don't, if, if you're not able to file that stipulation, you can still have it ready to file so that when the courts do reopen, rather than make a mad rush to get a hearing date, you would only have to file that stipulation. And so the negotiation portion would already be done. It would just be a matter of waiting for the conformed copy to get mm -hmm. back. So that's a really important thing to consider, whether or not you want to prolong this process any longer. You mentioned private judges. Maybe explain to guys listening what that means. And, and you know, because when we think judge, that brings to mind kind of the traditional sense. What is a private judge and, and how do they get one? So a private judge is what we call a mediator, an arbitrator. Um, it is really the person that conducts your mediation. It's a third party neutral. Um, usually it's a retired judge. We try to use retired judges because then you can trust 
their knowledge of the law. You can trust the way they know the law would apply to your client's particular facts and to the opposing party's particular facts. Um, so they really conduct the mediation. They listen to both sides. Right now you would email a, a brief to that private judge to um, explain what your position is and the law that supports that position. And then they would assess um, what's most important to you based on your brief and what's most important to the other person and try to help you compromise. And another good thing about mediation is that you are part of the process the entire time. You are listened to the whole time. And really it's, it's a way to make everyone sort of feel comfortable with the resolution instead of submitting everything to the judge that's on the bench that would make that determination without your input and without your agreement. For some dads out there, the coronavirus pandemic has become a pretext to limit access to their children. Other dads have been pushed out of key decisions affecting their children's lives. If you're one of those dads, Cordell & Cordell is here for you, as always, but with expanded services. We can meet you in person or by video conference on weekdays, evenings, or weekends. Our goal is to step up our service to meet your needs now. You know, the, kind of stepping back, you had mentioned that some of the matters that were pending that, that uh, are now continued to September and October, uh, that just means new filings when they are opened up are going to be pushed 12 months out uh, or more, uh, which to me, and I imagine you agree, emphasizes the need to let's get going, let's start the process, because even now, uh, I've been saying in my podcast and is that we're, we don't have the distraction of every day. You know, this is kind of in the shelter in place, lets us maybe have a little bit more focus and perhaps intention to try to get this resolved. And I think I'm kind of interested in your thoughts and really, again, talking about guys getting moving now, get in line or at least start the process to see what we can get resolved before waiting until it's officially reopened. Well, yes. And another thing to consider is that even if you aren't in a hurry to get this done, mm -hmm. you're soon to be ex-spouse might be. So it's another good way to sort of strategize and think, look, I know that you planned on getting married in September, you know, or I know that you planned on doing something later this year, and that's not going to be possible because you and I are still going to be married. So this could put a little uh, pressure on the other party as well to try to get this resolved before the courts reopen. Yeah. Like you said, everything that can't be, that's not being accepted right now, it's all going to be a mad rush in, you know, it, it might take a week or several weeks before they're even caught up with what's been waiting to be filed right now. So mm -hmm. we, we don't even know what state the courts are going to reopen in. So if guys want to take this, this avenue, this step, what is it? Uh, they don't just jump right into mediation. You know, uh, there are some attorneys out there that do this. And uh, I talk about this in the evenings when I do these seminars live when, you know, hundred guys that, you know, I talk about preparation. Uh, and one of the mistakes I think men make is finding a lawyer who doesn't prepare them. So what would they be doing? What should they be demanding of their attorney in terms of preparing for a mediation kind of informal uh, trying to get this resolved? So like I said, be clear about what your main goals are. And if you would like a discussion with your attorney, when you determine what your main goal is, then that's important. Too. You can do that to um, involve them in that regard. 
just because then they can give you input as to what's possible as well as how the law would apply if you did take it to trial because that is going to affect what your mediator recommends to both of you. Mm -hmm. If you have a great case, if the law supports your, your case and your position, then, um, then you should know what part of your goals have the law's backing. And, and that's important when you assess what's the most important to you as well. But you know, include your attorney in that discussion in what is most important to you and, and what you're willing to let go of because your attorney can then inform you, well, you know, that, that's not gonna be possible or you're right on. That is, your position is exactly what a judge would do. But do you really wanna wait until October? Let's get into mediation because I know the mediator is going to support your position 100%. And the mediator, oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. You know, well, then the mediator would also tell the opposing party, your soon-to-be ex-wife, he's right on. And sometimes it needs to be heard by someone other than your attorney or you in order for, for the soon-to-be ex-spouse to, to take you seriously. So that's another benefit. So can the mediator, let's even break this down even more, uh, rather than trying to find a complete resolution, uh, have you had experience where you've used or could foresee using a mediator to uh, negotiate a temporary settlement? So parents are living separate. We're in the shelter in place. They're having difficulty communicating, trying to arrange for a custody you know, plan, something more consistent. Can we use a mediator to negotiate a temporary custody order and temporary child support order? Yes, and that's very important right now because a lot of people are experiencing differences in their custody based on the shelter in place and based on the profession of the other party. So um, you do not have to come to a global settlement, which means that it would cover every issue in your divorce. You can just go into mediation about one issue. You can stipulate to one issue. And if that stipulation regarding custody, even if it is only about custody, then that could be agreed to and filed as well. It does not have to be custody and support and spousal support and division of assets because divorce, it, it covers a lot of different issues. But if you come to an agreement about one, then that's one less thing that you will have to wait to resolve. So we talk a lot about divorce and using mediators. What about modifications? So 22 million guys, or no, 22 million people, unemployed right now. That number is going to get worse this week. Um, and so you figure 11 million guys out there, maybe 6 million of them have been divorced and, and maybe 3 million, 4 million of those are facing difficulty uh, making their child support alimony payments. So would the mediation process be the same for guys who are looking to potentially modify their support obligations? Yes. So that would just be one more issue that you can bring to the mediator. And for that, I do recommend, like I said, talking to your attorney because your attorney can run the numbers before going into mediation. And then you know where you stand and how the legal guideline in your particular jurisdiction would apply to your change in income. Yeah. Yes. So, and just I know to restate, we talked a lot about this with um, other guests, specifically in California and other states in Texas and around the country. When it comes to retroactive child support, <clears throat> trying to modify it, uh, what does California provide, and, and, I, and I call this as an incentive for guys to take action now, because, for example, in Missouri, uh, if I want to modify my child support because I can't pay it, I'm incentivized to go file as soon as I can possibly get to an attorney, because once I file, my child support can be made retroactive to the date I filed, meaning that 
let's say I'm entitled to a huge decrease because based upon my circumstances, I'm unemployed. What is it in California for guys listening who may be affected by a, a layoff and unemployment where they just don't have the income that they thought they were going to have? So the same is true in California. Um, your support obligation becomes retroactive to the date of filing. And that becomes an issue right now because of mm -hmm. the foreclosures. So what, what we have advised our clients to do and what we have done is prepare that paperwork anyway, even though it cannot be filed. Um, serve the other party with the paperwork, even though it's not conformed, it hasn't been filed by the court, uh, with a letterhead that says, had the courts been open today would be the date of filing. And, um, and then we're going to argue for that to be retroactive to the date of the letter, just yeah. so that we can get some, some uh, starting point for when that retroactivity would take place despite mm -hmm. the foreclosures. Yeah, that's outstanding advice because, you know, especially in places like where New York, where you could similarly couldn't file anything, I think it gives guys clarity on the action that they need to take, which is, hey, let's preserve every right that's possible. Let's make, and I think that argument is fantastic. Say, look, I've done everything right. I prepared the pleading. I served opposing party. I served their attorney. I put them on notice. I can't afford it. So just because the administrative action was taken to physically close the building, to uh, prevent electronic filing, I had no control over that. So I think that they're gonna have to make, you know, family courts are courts of equity, which means they have to do what's right. Uh, and I think that gives us a lot of latitude to make that really great argument. And for guys listening right now, what better incentive than to let's just get, there's nothing, no harm. Let's get that thing drafted. Let's get it served. Let's start basically effectively standing in line, trying to put you in a position to get the relief you want because with six million guys out there who can't pay their child support as ordered, it's a, it's a terrible position to be in. Uh, albeit, we don't get you immediate relief right now. We get you a sense of comfort knowing that there's a plan. Uh, so that's a really great piece of advice, Rosario. Thank you. And the, the purpose of that law is to give the other person notice. So by providing them with that letter, you're providing the notice that's required. Yeah. So that's great. Well, Rosario, thanks again, uh, as always, for great advice in terms of what guys should be doing in terms of their talking points to take to their attorney. And uh, appreciate your time today. No problem. Thank you very much. Have a great day. So as always, we're available to uh, consult with you. Obviously, in California, you can give us a call at 866-DADS-LAW, 866-DADS-LAW, or look us up on the web at cordellcordell.com and schedule a telephonic or virtual com uh, consultation. Obviously, we do allow some instances uh, in person, but health and, and safety is a priority for you and for us. And so we want to engage you and have that conversation as to what works best for you. But again, check us out on the web at cordellcordell.com. Don't forget to continue to tune into our daily podcast on we discuss different topics affecting guys and divorce and modification, as well as paternity contempt enforcement issues. And then also on Thursdays, check in our live national webinar where we address issues from around, uh, around the country with six of our panelists. We'll also be uh, doing a UK webinar uh, coming up on Thursday so that we can address those issues from our office in London. Uh, so until next time, have a great rest of the week. See you then.